what's up out there? It's been a long time since you have heard our voices, since we have done this, Levi, since... Since end of May. Yeah, since the end of May. We meant to do one... I meant to do that Game of Thrones episode, then got busy. AD while was you were stoked gone. to finally talk about Game of Thrones without me because he's been pining to chat about it for a while. Yeah. But it was just, anyway, it's a busy time. Uh, but, dude, how was your trip? Trip was great. We uh, went to Spain and Chicago, most of Spain, and it was pretty awesome. We ate a lot of food. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the most interesting thing we ate. We went to a Michelin star restaurant. Oh, for really? A day out. Yeah, one Michelin dope. star? And one star. So uh-huh. There's actually quite a few Michelin star restaurants in Europe as a whole. I was pretty surprised. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird that we don't have one in yeah. Denver. I'm like, how do we not have one in Denver? And there was like a small town of like 25,000 people that had three. Ingredients, bro. Yeah. Well, what'd you think about the... Um, I, I thought it was good, but mm-hmm. I actually felt like... I thought, it was on par with anything. Yeah, I feel like, like if you went to the Populist here in Denver or another great restaurant here, I think it was just as good. I think the different really? were just as good, yeah. Wow. But I also wonder if there's more of the purveyors of the, like the people who judge the Michelin stars and give them out, if there are more of them in Europe and they just don't give as many stars out in the U.S.? I don't know. Isn't it a U.S. company? Is it? I don't know. I have no idea. I think it's the, the Michelin Tire Company. It's the Michelin Tire Company, yeah. yeah. I don't know where they're based. But um, I was just surprised because like, we were in a small town called Ronda, and there were three restaurants in Ronda that had a Michelin star, and they were pretty. it's a pretty small town, relatively. It's you'd be like mm. going into uh, probably like Breckenridge equivalent, or like or maybe Aspen. Not like that nice, but like that size of Aspen. Yeah. And then having them have like three. But do you think that they were worth the stop? Those restaurants. So we didn't get worth? we didn't get to go to the, any of those ones, so it's hard to say. Um, the one that you went to was we it worth to, it. Yeah, it was good. I mean, like, I what's crazy is like for Hills and I, we each got a, a drink and we had like tapas style, so had, like five dishes, mm-hmm. and the bill was like seventy five dollars. So I feel like for a seventy five dollar meal as a whole, it was definitely good for that. But I'm like, I've had, I mean, th- th- that same meal in Denver would cost like one twenty, one twenty five, one thirty, um, especially with the drinks and things. But I'm like, it was good. But I'm like, yeah, I've I've had meals just as good, if not better, in Denver as well too. Hmm. So. Who's to say? Yeah, it was interesting. I was all to say is uh, the food scene in Spain was good. It was very, it was very uh, different than I had expected. Like the we had br- like bread is a huge staple in Spain, and I figured it would be, but not to the extent that it was. Like it's just everywhere. Because mm-hmm. I don't think of Spain as like a bread. I think of like Italy or France. Sure. Um, and then there's like tons and tons of cheese and ham and olives, and I'm like, man, this is like it's like a keto keto country. Besides the bread, I mean, besides the bread, yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, so much ham and stuff like that, and cheese. Um, but yeah, we had made some amazing paella. It was great. You made some paella. Well, yeah, I went to a cooking class and made paella. Oh, that's cool. And it's actually really delicious. So, can you replicate it? Um, I, I mean, if I had Hill's help, I'm sure we could come close. You could do a paella night. Yeah, Dude, I think that'd, Hillary, be, that'd be awesome. I think Hillary actually wants to do a paella night. Yeah, I actually, think she wants to talk to you about. Doing a cooking event together. Oh, actually. is that the one? So you want to do paella for that? Yeah. I need to make oh, that's dope, man. I'd so. be down. I'd be down. So, yeah. All the same, it was good. It was nice to be... Uh, it was a little less fun coming back from Spain and having like a wall of emails to work through. Sure. But more or less, it was good. Just good yeah. to get away. Good to hang. Good to just... Yeah. Well, welcome back, man. Thanks, yeah, man. I'm glad you're back. How was yeah. it traveling with the baby? She's how old? She's 20 months old. Yeah. And almost two. 
And she did really good on the flights. She slept about half the way each time for the long haul flights. And then she wanted to just like play and That's jump awesome. on stuff and yeah, stuff. So, so she wasn't like the. She so, was not screaming, crying the whole for like four hours straight, yeah. which other kids were, which I felt really bad for those would, families. Would you take your baby to um, a movie? No. You would not take her to no. a movie? No way. How old would she have to be to go to a movie? Probably like four. All right. Fair enough. Have you seen a baby at a movie? I, I have seen babies at movies. I was just listening to a comedian talk about uh, his experience. And <laughs> obviously, you, you can kind of imagine the sort of uh, comedic material that's there. Oh, I imagine uh, that's But right. it was really funny hearing him talk about, you know, it's like people who take their, their babies to... Uh, I'm going to do it like a 90s comedian, sorry. Uh, people who take their babies to, <laughs> to movies, <laughs> they shouldn't be allowed to go to the movies anymore. And he said something like that. It was, it was very funny to yeah. hear him talk. So. No, it's, it's actually funny because my mother-in-law asked if she could take Honor and Honor's cousin, who is two months younger than her, to go see Mary Poppins over the summer. Oh, really? And I was like, are you crazy? Like, these kids will sit still for maybe five minutes. And you want to take both of them? That seems insane. She's like, they'll be, they'd love it. Uh, but Honor's actually never had screen time, so... I don't she's think she, never seen a movie? No. But she's seen... She's never watched any TV? No. What are you talking about? She's never seen... When you say screen time, we're talking about a thing on a phone, We have never... A I mean, like she, she has never watched TV or a movie. She has seen our phones and like seen photos of like herself on a phone. Mm-hmm. Like we've scrolled through photos of her. Cause she has sure. photos of herself, but it's probably maybe like 10 minutes at a time. Maybe, but she never doesn't never played on a phone. Never like played a game, hmm. never watched anything, never seen a show. Hmm. Do you think, uh, why, why do you do that? Well, I mean, I feel like if I'm honest, I feel like I'm on my phone more than I would like to admit. And I feel like it's an addicting thing. So I feel like if we can keep her off of that for as long as possible, Maybe we can teach her how to like use her imagination and play on her own and like not need to be always entertained. Hmm. And there was a, I mean, like sometimes I think about that when I'm on my phone, like, is am I like truly not willing or not able to like be bored anymore? Like I have this constant source of distraction. I can't just sit for like even five minutes. Yeah. And not be bored. And not be bored. Yeah. I mean, like, not that like being bored is fun, but I feel like there is an element of like, that's when you come up with stuff to do is like when you're bored. That's when you think about things. That's when you like, you, you activate your mind. Hmm. Now, this is just a, a hypothesis. I don't know if it's actually legit, but it's something I think about. So Honor is an amazing sleeper. She sleeps really well, and I could could just be the, the fact that she just sleeps well, and that's just who she is. But most of our friends who have kids that are Honor's age or so give their kids screens in some capacity. But Honor has never had that, and they do talk a lot about like how, especially with for, for anybody, like, screens before you go to bed or screens can like, really, like, keep your mind active. Mm-hmm. And so it's harder to sleep and people who use screens, especially before bed, don't sleep as well. And I am curious if Honor sleeps well because she doesn't have any screen time. Because hmm. she is 20 months old and she still sleeps around 13 hours a night. Oh, wow. Like, every night for me, put it on, like, around 7, 7.30 and she'll wake up around 7.30. Um, so 12 hours, I guess. But she sleeps every night for 12 hours, and she'll sleep. Her naps are like an hour and a half, two hours every day, um, one one nap. But I'm just curious. Like, she sleeps better because she doesn't have, like, the stimulation. Sure. And I'm also like, man, like, would I sleep better if I didn't? Yeah. Or the other side of that is, like, does she want, do we need, I think about this a lot. Even though I don't have kids, but I think about, like, if I didn't have my phone and I wasn't as stimulated, 
like just the as t- technology progresses what's going to fall away and what's going to be added to you mm-hmm. know like like for instance years ago uh let's say i think we talked about this before but like the guy or the family had to garden and to farm and they spent so much time toiling but technology progressed so that now uh, they don't have to do that so much so there's free time to do other things and now technology can progress even further because as things get faster and uh, you're, you, you're, you don't have to spend as much time finding information. You don't even have to spend as much time studying or whatever because the information is right there. You don't have to learn how to work the Dewey Decimal System at the library because the information is at the touch of your fingers. And so thinking if more screen time uh, makes us uh, even smarter or or where that goes yeah and I, I don't know the i've never even researched that but i've thought about it like oh like what like what if honor we were giving phones when we were let's say you know like a high schoolish high schooler yeah. and then now we don't understand how to harness it we're, we it's too much but what if the new generation of kids who grew up with it are able to use it correctly do you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. it's been part they of can, their... Yeah, they can create good boundaries around it all. Yeah, because it's normal right. to them, where it's to us, it's like, we've been so bored for our whole lives. And it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, look at this. And so I wonder if the new kids will be able to say, you know, because you were talking about Honor, I was like, oh, I wonder if that'll like hurt her or help her. I mean, I, obviously yeah. I don't know. It's like hard to, it's hard all, to but, say. Yeah. I, I mean, I look at the things that I have traded in lieu of phones. So... For example, when I was growing up, I was a huge reader. I'd read all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I'd talk to Hills and I'd be like, oh, yeah, like, I feel like I really want to get back into reading. And she'd like laugh. She's like, I feel like you've never been into reading. I'm like, really? It's just because you know me, like, since I've had screens and like, I will like, re- I'll read news articles and stuff like that. Sure. But like, you never, she's like, really only see me like read like two or three books mm-hmm. in our whole marriage. And we've been together for like eight years. And I'm like, dang, that's crazy. That I like haven't read at all, like in the past like eight or nine years. Um, so it has robbed you so a little bit. Of, yeah, and I yeah. think like I'm still like I do like read like news articles and still the same form. But I'm like I'm like I need to go back. I love reading. I'm like I should go back and read books that I've had. Started. Like I like I, this has been one I've wanted to read for a long time. But like Ender's Game, I want to read Ender's Game. And I listened to an audio. I started reading. Listen to an audio book. And I was like, this is this book is gonna be better read than really? an audio book. Yeah. Hmm. That's funny. With, I'm the opposite. But anyway, what well, oh, yeah. with, with Ender's Game or just audiobooks in general. Audiobooks in general, I don't like. I love audiobooks way more than I like to read yeah. the book, only because I can multitask. I can listen to the audiobook while I'm working, and that's yeah. pretty much primarily what I do. I'm not not listening to this podcast. What? 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 <laughs> um, or whatever. I'll listen. Or if I'm driving, I'm listening to an audiobook. I cause, yeah. just because it's like I can do two things at once. I started listening to Dune, an audiobook, mm-hmm. and. I like I can't do this in the audiobook. I couldn't do Dune. Yeah. I was like, this one oh actually the reason Ender's game was because I didn't like the narrator. That was the thing. Like, sure. I didn't like the narrator, so I'm like, I yeah. never this is a book. At Dune, I was like, there's too much happening and I like and I was like it was a long drive and I started at the end of the long drive and I was like, Oh, I actually yeah, need no. to focus. But um I'm with you on that. I'll I'll just try again. Let me let me find the book for you. Okay. Just because I started like a lot of the books I read are on audiobook and I could Ender's game I was fine with. Um, but I couldn't do Dune. the narrate. I couldn't do Dune for some reason. I don't yeah. know why. I just was like, I can't do this. Um, and I, I'm really into sci-fi. 
Um, but the narrator is super important. So I'll screen my narrators before and I'll Uh I'll follow certain narrators and things like that just because you have to listen to them for like 20 something hours. Yeah, seriously, it's a long time. Yeah, and so if they're not talented or they do like certain, they make voices weird. That's like yeah. they say their S is long or something. Ender's game. Ender's <laughs> game. I'm like, no. <laughs> and it's like, it sounds so much louder in the, or like people are listening. I'm like, why are they doing that? But anyway, I, anyway, you were saying that oh, you were yeah. robbed of those I things. Say, I feel like I'm like, okay, if I'm going to read books again, I mean, first off, I, have to, I need to go to the library or just like purchase books that are used. And one thing I, is I've been actually leaving my phone downstairs when we go to bed. So mm-hmm. like we go upstairs to bed and I leave my phone downstairs and I found that I was reading a lot more books and then, um, I, you know, I, I would just stay up late reading. That's what I did as a kid. And every night he'd be like, like, can you like get like a lamp? Because like, because uh-huh. the, the, the our lights on her side of the bed. Yeah. And I was like, um, so yeah, I just was, yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess this is how it was, but I haven't been like this in a long time. Yeah. So. No, it's interesting. I, I like that you're doing that. I mean, um, I know that for my phone, two apps for my screen time, I've changed my changed my career. I would say, but uh, on the TV, it's called Stay Focused without a without an E. It's Stay Focused with okay. no, no E, and I just download that app into my browser, and I can tell it how many hour or how many minutes of of certain websites I can have a day. Dang! And it's from eight to five or eight to six for my browsers and. I can upload it on each, if I I use Google, so it uploads to all my Google browsers, um, or my Chrome browsers rather. And uh, I, I can't remember which one it is, but if it, it'll send me a warning, it's like you've been you only have like two minutes of your allotted time today mm-hmm. left, and it's really crazy how much time you spent on you spend on these apps. Yeah, you know, like. And so that for my computer was like revolutionary because you just get sucked into something. Yeah. Netflix, if you're by yourself or whatever, um, or just Facebook, you're just scrolling on Facebook was bad for me for a while. Stay focused helped me there. And then to turn it off, it's like super hard to turn it off. So you have to be very committed because to turn it off, you have to like write this really complicated um You have to copy for word for word this really complicated paragraph of of like I don't know like the Constitution or something. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's like it's very just like, and if you get a letter or a space wrong or anything, then do the whole thing deletes or then you just have to you have to they don't tell you where it is. Oh, you yeah. have to keep going, and so you can't turn it off. It's more cumbersome to turn it off yeah. than it is to uh, that's interesting than to get on Facebook. So you might as well just keep working yeah. or stay focused. So I love the app. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's free. And then on the phone, there's just an app called App Blocker. And you just download it and whatever from what you can set the times and whatever time you don't want to use whatever app or whatever day, whatever schedule you want, you just put it in app locker. And I think with that one, it could be wrong, but they use the anti-charity uh, motivation. <laughs> so like if you get on it or if you try to get on it, then they give $5 to like a uh, an organization you don't support, <laughs> but you have to give them that money. Like you have to give them five dollars, which That's is hilarious. It was just so funny, uh, the anti charity. But um, uh, but it works. I, honestly, I, I took it off my phone because it worked too well. Because it worked too well. And, I, and, and the other day, I was like, oh, just, I just want to get on Facebook. And uh, but when I'm like deep in work mode, I turn that on, and I for, from eight to five, you just you can't get on it, and it's. It's perfect. 
all the, you know, I put YouTube and everything that, like, I would, you know, from Facebook to, I don't put Instagram on there, but I didn't, I don't use that that often. So, dang. But, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, but it works. It works really well. Uh, I feel like screens are good and bad. I mean, especially for our businesses, we view photos through screens. Like that's what we do. We people the the world of print. Even though we print as photographers, it's not necessarily uh, the best home, or it's not. I shouldn't say the best home. It's not how our customers are viewing. You know. Uh, our work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was listening to another podcast uh, the other day about uh, movies and how people are viewing movies and TV and that's changing. And so understanding that people might not want to watch, they're not watching things on the big screen or they might just be watching movies on their phone or, or yeah. things like that. The, the world is changing. And so understanding how our clients are viewing our images is like super important. Um, so I think we were going to talk about Websites. websites yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um that's actually a awesome segue thank you for the yeah i was like oh, you're yeah, just looking you. at me I and i was like uh take over at any point <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm gonna be 80s gonna go with this what do you mean where am i gonna go <laughs> <laughs> well for that anyone listening this none of this is actually planned we, were, we, knew, we knew we were gonna talk about websites but the segue there wasn't actually planned yeah we never talked about how we were gonna get to that <laughs> and then we started talking about honor and screens and i was like so, okay perfect. so well i do want to talk about websites because i think there's something i've been thinking about a lot and that has is that so many of us use as photographers especially wedding photographers use roughly two to three mainline like quote-unquote web distributors or web web templates so we a lot of people use like flow themes or they use squarespace in general or they use like pro photo or they use like show it or something like that um Alt, alt to those are like yeah. Wix, WIX, or Zer. And then there's also a small piece of the pie, the people who are using their their photo hosting sites as their websites. Right, right. So like... In that case, uh, you have like a Pixie Set or Zenfilly or something. That kind or, of thing. Yeah, are using proof. those as their... But yeah. I feel like a lot of people are using things like... And I'm, again, this is like, maybe it's a small... Maybe I should correct that and say it seems like that versus that it is because... Um, actually I was literally on flow themes website right before this. And instead they had 30,000 plus users and that seems like a lot, but I'll imagine how many photographers there are like mm-hmm. probably millions. So 30,000 out of millions and even out of 1 million isn't even a huge number. Sure. Um, but in the wedding space itself, it seems like a lot of peers use similar templates and things. And, and for good reason, like they're good templates. Like this isn't like, we're not getting paid to say this, but I like flow themes. I feel like every time I've had an experience with them, it's been good. Um, I and like flow themes. And I can't, okay. Keep going. <laughs> Cause do you use pro photo? What do you use? I use pro photo. Pro photo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they were who I used initially when I first had my first ever major website. Um, but okay. So I'm going to share a quick little story. So, Last year, I was actually building out a custom website. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, you know what? I think it's time for me to like move into the custom space. I think it's going to like showcase to my clients um, a bit more pizzazz. Because the one person whose website to me really stands out as being like kind of a wow factor uh, is James Mose. And yeah, you shown his yeah. website to me. It's it really nice. It's just like it looks like that. There's it looks like four by six photos. You know, these like prints being like stacked on top of each other as you like scroll around, and it just looks different. It's custom, um, and it's the only website I've seen like it. 
And I think, especially if I'm trying to attract more artistic and um, more like kind of creative types, so to speak, that I want them to see my work and I want to like have it be kind of a standalone experience. Mm-hmm. So I was, I, you know, I commissioned uh, this guy to do a website. And he, we went through topography, went through layout. We were going through all these different things. He gave me back these like PDF documents, like sixty pages of oh, like, hey, here's like all these different options we can do and things like that. And he was, it was dope. Um, and then, unfortunately, like, there were some things that were happening uh, in his life that were unavoidable, and some things changed. And so he kind of like paused for a few months, and then we recently chatted again, and um, and we actually kind of decommissioned the project just due to some things changing and whatnot. And it was nothing. Yeah, he does great work. It just it was happened sure. to you know not to be. Um, there's just other things, more to life going on, you know. Um, anyways, so I kind of was, and it, it kind of ended up being fine because you know. But yeah, I, I now I was I've gone back to thinking, oh, I should kind of maybe I still want to refresh my website, sure. but um, I kind of like was planning to do all custom, and now I was going back and I'm thinking like, well, like, you know, I want I want something, but I don't really know how to get it anymore. Like I feel like I I want something particular, but I don't really want to go super like templated. Um, so all I to say is like I kind of think like yeah, like you know, is it a negative situation when photographers? have very, very similar websites across the board where let's say you are, let's say you're in a niche. Let's say you are uh, an adventure element photographer like we've talked about in this podcast before. And if you are in a niche like that and you have a website template from one company and 30 or even 15 other people that are in your same like competitor range have the same company mm-hmm. as a template and do similar work. Like, is it, does it like all kind of like water down all of our imagery if the way that it's presented is so similar to other people? Like, are we making ourselves unmemorable because our imagery is all the same? It's all, let's say it's, you're in a, it's Nietzsche, it's all epic shots, all more or less the same template, all similar fonts, all similar things because we kind of like kind of go with whatever's out of the box. We don't really like usually break the mold too quickly. Um, we don't truly customize that much. Um, hmm. Like, does it, does it water it down? Um, I'm going to give a hard no, <laughs> which I imagine you, you don't, you don't agree with. I mean, yeah. I, I honestly don't really know. I'll I, tell you why. Talk to me. Cause I, cause I, I think we get this a lot in, in, especially in photography is we look at so many photos. You, we were so good as photographers as you know, we're talking about culling and we look at photos and photos and photos. We look at websites and websites and websites. We're online constantly you know what i mean like that's because that's where things are happening right i don't know that all of our clients are doing that so i don't know that all of our clients know that all of our websites look like they're not looking at 50 websites yeah they they haven't done that they might be looking at at 10 how how many maybe it'd be worth asking some brides how many websites do you think you you went to and finding what that average is Mm -hmm. but how many I, I think most of the time, my clients, if they come from planners, the planner shows them two or three photographers and says, decide which one you like. And if they like one of those, they go with the one they like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many, you know, for your clients, it's like, how many, how many people have you looked at? How many photographers have you met with? Or that kind of thing. And if the answer is like 50, well, that's awesome that they weeded it down and they picked you, but it's like, that's a lot. Yeah. You know, to, I haven't, I don't think I've looked at 50 websites. I'm sure I have, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's so many photographer websites. And so I would think that 
if your if your website is clear and just like image based, like here's an image, here's an image, then the experience is going to be different based on each image. Yeah. And the the actual layout and build of the website isn't going to be you know, isn't always going to be the same. I don't I think the only reason you might know maybe two websites that are alike is because you've been to a lot of websites and so you're like, "Oh, this one's like this one." But honestly, I don't think I could tell you. I don't know. Even your website, I didn't know it wasn't custom. Mm-hmm. I assumed it was. I've never seen the website <laughs> like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I go to websites and so but so in that, I think that's why, from my perspective, I'm like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, I did, I worked on my website for a long time and through Pro, Pro Photo, and I was like, oh, yeah, but I built it from a template. Right. But I did build, I customized a lot of it, and I was like, oh, yeah, sweet, 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 boom, man. And then uh, one day I was looking at some girl and her work, and it was the same, like, landing page pretty yeah. much. And I was like, Oh, it's like, that looks just like my site. <laughs> oh, no. And, uh, but honestly, it didn't. I do need to get a new website, but if I get a new one, I, I'm not caring about the bells and whistles. I'm only just going to slim everything down. Right. And, and I think that's, so, that's actually, so, I think, what yeah. has been so interesting for me is like, as I've been looking at websites, because um, I'm like, oh, now that I'm not going custom, I'm like, all these templates are like way more bells and whistles than I want. I want something super simple. Super simple, yeah. And I feel like, you know, I think there's been trends, and I think the, the current trend is still more like, a little more flashy, a little more like showing off the that your website has some pizzazz to it. And I'm, I think I'm like, I'm at a phase, I'm like, simple, 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 like make it simple. Yeah. I think the um, biggest thing is that it loads. The biggest thing is, does your website load in three, four seconds right. or whatever? You know, like if it doesn't, then the, your customer has already clicked on the other two websites right. and they've already looked at them and yours just hasn't even loaded. Right. You know, and that's right now I'm just like, I just want simple just so they could see my name and a really cool photo. Yeah. And let's roll from there. You know, and let's and go. And call me up. Yeah. No, totally. And that's where I'm like, I, I'm like, we're, and that's what I think where I've clicked on some, some links to a website and been like, I don't think I've been here before, but I also feel like I've been here before. Sure. And that's where I, I think there's this like, yeah. huh. Um, I, I've, I've had that before. Like, yeah. It's just like, yeah. is this deja vu or what's going on? Yeah. And well, that's I, not anyone's fault. Like they're, everyone's doing the best that they can. But sure. also to, to your point, I do agree that we're probably looking at more websites than the average client is. But yeah, I know. I, I just makes me always wonder that because I, I do feel like, man, are we all doing the same thing? Or not? I think we are. I think there is something to the fact that you go to a website, a, a new photographer's website, and you think you might have seen it before, but you hadn't. You hadn't seen. You hadn't been to that site. I think it is because we're all shooting the same photos, and we're all buying. I mean, I say we're all, but people mm-hmm. are buying their skin or their presets from the same people right. to shoot the same way, like the same person, like the same. You know, and so. And they, I've seen people who literally copy other people's logos, fonts, and websites because that is, they see the success. They go to the workshop and they say, oh, this is how I do it. And then they say, okay, well, I'm going to do that. And they copy, I've seen spitting image websites from, even from the name to like everything. I'm guilty of it. Not in, not that seriously, like, like, but when I was making my website, I looked at websites that I liked. I was like, yeah. okay, what do I like here? Maybe I can take from here. What can I do here? You know? And so, and then I was like, all right, I need to make it different. So it doesn't look like I just straight up copied. But when I didn't, I'm not a website guy. So when I was building the website, I had to get inspiration. So I was looking at tons of websites. Right. Um, 
So I think in the, in that way, we do ourselves a, a whole disservice as like as artists, right? You know, all we do, we just look at other people. I think I'm gonna go do what you did. If I do another one, when I do another site, I'm just gonna have it done by some like a website guy. That's yeah. my new thing is. Find the guy who does the thing. Right. And let him do the thing for me. Yeah. And just like, just, yeah, go crazy on it and make it amazing, but also simple. And yeah. I I think, like, and part, I think part of the problem isn't just the fact that websites templates are similar. I think you kind of touched on this earlier. I think part of the problem is that everyone's also taking the same photos. Mm, And and I think that kind of heightens it, where, like, if you take a similar website, but you put two totally different photos on there, it's going to look different because it looks different. Mm-hmm. And But if you take two websites that are, you know, similar, same template, but then take two photos that more or less look same color grade, same look, same style, and put them side by side, it's going to look the same. And I think that's kind of the thing is that we do have a lot of this, like, recycling of ideation. And that's where I think I was like, I kind of was like, holy crap, if I'm going to stand out, I got to actually stand out. And I had to think about what that meant. Like, man, am I ready to stand out? Because I think it's being edgy, I think, can... It only is good for so much. Like, for example, if you have edgy photos, um, that's great. However, you also want to eat. Yeah, you want to eat. And you yeah. want people to like, and if it's too edgy, people are like, ooh, I'm not, I'm not into that. So you've yeah. got to like be willing to be like, put yourself out there. And so I've, I've been like, okay, like I've got to be willing to like roll a dice, but okay, we're going we're gonna to live on the edge a bit. Yeah, if your edge isn't good and people don't like it, you're not going to eat. Right. You know, so you can do all the other things and the weird things in the world, but if you still got to, you still have to pay the bills. And so it's a luxury to be able to do that. Right. You know, which is nice. We're photographers, we're artists, we're all that. But we have to pay the bills. We have to shoot. We have to, you know. And so I, we talked about it at the last uh, workshop I was at. Someone said something. And I was like, you got to remember that photography is your job. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it's your job. You have to treat it like your job. Your website, it's part of your job. It's not, you know. And so, yes, we can, we have the amazing uh you know, sort of privilege of loving our job and loving what we do, but you still have to work. Like you have to dig down and work, which I think I've said this, but you know, um, yeah. So websites, man, I, you know, I, it's funny because I, I think of some of the most successful photographers I know, I go to their websites and it's like, it's a Zenfolio site. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, it's all black and then, really small picture in the middle with a white, you know, quarter inch border around it. You click to see the next photo. And I'm just like, what the heck? Like, yeah, clients don't care. It seems like they don't care. I think some care, but I think they're so photo heavy. I think the client looks at the photo. We're, we're so good at, you know, I don't know. It's almost like eating an apple or something, You, you know, like the, if I want to eat an apple, but if I eat a th- hundred apples, I'm gonna, eventually I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to try making some applesauce. Give me this apple with some peanut butter. You know what I mean? But if they come, they come in the door and all they want is an apple, well, give them an apple. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I just made that up. But I don't know if that works. But what I'm saying is... <laughs> I think we're tracking. Yeah. AD Lex apples, that's the takeaway. <laughs> Have you had... A, um, what's your favorite apple? Have you had honey crisp apples? I yeah. Heather loves Honeycrisp. Yeah. I like pink ladies that are fresh. Fresh pink ladies. I don't know. Well, Honeycrisp are always fresh. I also like Envy Apples, too. I don't know what that is. Do you know the story behind the Honeycrisp? No. That it was engineered by a school in the Northwest to be the perfect apple. And they have succeeded. 
It is the perfect apple. Okay, what's the worst apple? An old apple that's not a Honeycrisp <laughs> is the worst apple. Because when you get a mealy, soft apple. Like a red delicious. Yeah, and it's like, not it's not delicious. It's yeah. like you bite it. It's red like, and undelicious. You're like, oh, this apple's old. It's like you're taking a mouthful of uh, almond flour. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody knows that feeling when you bite into an apple and you're like, dang it, I bit into it. What do I do now? I don't it's like a sack of old oatmeal masquerading as an apple. Yeah. No, but Honeycrisp, they stay crispy longer, and they're the perfect sweetness. They're the perfect apple. They're really good apples. Yeah, so if you're out there and you're not really an apple fan, Try I imagine you're you're a fan of Honeycrisp apples. They are amazing. Um, all that to say... <laughs> <laughs> all that to say, I think I think they the client goes to see photos. They're not... I don't think they're always looking at the bells and whistles. Yeah. And so if they see a photo and they get, like, a recommendation... Then it's pretty good. Then it's you're good. good. Yeah, you know, or, or not. What's the last thing? I mean, I you, guess like what's the last thing you purchased that you cared about? That you is there anything that you were like? I bought some shoes. All right, tell me about that experience. I was looking for shoes that were looked cool, and but were also good for like walking in, so I could have. Where did you buy them? I bought them from Lane Eight. That's the shoe brand itself. I bought them directly from the brand. From the brand. Mm-hmm. So you typed in Lane Eight, or did you go to a place? I a, a friend had a pair of Lane Eights that they really liked, See what and I'm so saying? I was like, See yeah. what I'm saying yeah. that recommendation. Yeah, recommendation. And then you went. What did the website look like? Look good. You don't even know. You don't even remember I what do. it looked like. I know exactly what it looks like. Oh, like, you do remember? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I don't know. What I'm saying I is, I emailed them and so yeah, too. Yeah. You yeah. emailed them. Yeah. Oh, it's that serious. I mean, look at me. I'm thinking about getting a pair of lane eights. Now. I'm like, do I need? Are these them? These are them. Yeah. I actually looked at them earlier and I was like, "Those are dope shoes, yeah. bro." I thought they were like the shoes that you can step on the nails with. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, did you get those nail stepper <laughs> shoes?" Yeah, like, yeah. They're they're known as the nail stepper shoes. Wait, they are? No, no, no I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they yeah. were. So, yeah. A friend, uh, a friend really recommended. A friend recommended them. them. They looked good. My like, oh, those look dope. Went to the website, checked it out, and then I was like, "Okay, I'll give it a shot." But did you did you even notice? the navigation of the website or like how it was styled or anything or did you just look for shoes is what I'm saying I mean yeah your point to your point I just looked for I knew that I saw them knew that I liked them I just want to see like let me just see more photos of them or what your colors look like and let me just be sure that I really want them yeah I mean so to your point yeah I imagine yeah the Amazon experience it's horrible it's like ads and things and just give me the thing that I'm going for and I'll buy it I want that one thing yeah and I, I don't I don't think that our Customers care. Okay, so then, like, I could be wrong. Let's invert this a bit then, because I feel like, do we care too much about things that don't matter as photographers? Like, for example, not to throw any uh, website company under the bus, but I think a lot of photographers are are going in with the mentality like, oh, I need bells and whistles. Like, it's like when you go to, um, it's like when you get upsold on something, Mm -hmm. and like you go, and it's it's not it's not like getting a warranty, but it's like, let's you go to a great restaurant, and you're like. Ooh, this steak is amazing. You're like, perfect. I want that steak. And like, or we have this other steak that's got this super special sauce to like, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe food's a bad example because food, every food's different. But sure. that, you know, it, it's like being upsold something. So I rescind my example. But like, do you really need it? No. Do you like if you go to oh, let's say okay, here's a perfect example for the, for someone who's like doing any home projects. You go to get like a drill, and you get like a 
whatever, like the name brand, or not the name brand, just a like generic kind of brand, like Ryobi, whatever, like, oh, this drill, it should be fine. Yeah, you're hating on Ryobi, bro. I don't know, I just, like, I just think of them as, like, a, a generic, like, normal brand. Shots fired, Ryobi. And then I feel like, out here. I do feel like DeWalt <laughs> is a higher-end brand sure. in overall. DeWalt, and, yeah. and so uh, I feel like, let's say you're, I'm like, and for me, I'm not super handy, so I'm like, whatever, like, it's a drill, and it's, like, less money than the other one. But someone's like, well, this one can go, like... 150 horsepower and I'm like I don't even know what that means like, I, don't, I don't even know how fast that is but I'm like but it sounds impressive yeah. and I, are, do we are we that susceptible as photographers being like oh this one's got bells and whistles that I really don't need my clients don't care about but everyone else is like buying into this so I feel like I should just do this as well I don't know I, I mean yes and no I think is it important to have a nice website yes is it Would, though that's a question I think Okay, is it important in the sense that everyone runs their businesses, their business so differently? Right. And so someone might sell a wedding or, or a, a, a customer might be swayed by a great website. But is, it, is that the thing that's going to get you to work and to get your business to work? I don't know. But are all customers swayed by great websites? No, because some of the most successful photographers we know don't have great websites. And so... There's a lot more going into what's making them work, but oh, okay. if so you, you if if someone asks you for legitimacy, the first thing these today people ask is like, oh, do you have a website? Like, like oh, you're a photographer. Do you have a website? I don't know if people have asked you that before, but I, they're at, it's it's a mark of legitimacy. Like, right. oh yeah, this is my website. Blah blah blah. And so I try to make my website like a home for my work. And so I want people to go and kind of get lost in it and like, oh, yeah, look at this and look at this. But if I didn't do that, do I still think I'd be fine? I think I would be. I think it's just it is an avenue for people to see my imagery. But I think recommendations and referrals go so much long, so right. much further than that nowadays. Like if someone says he's good, you're golden. Right. Like that's, I mean, yeah. I do remember that we hired Nira for our wedding. His website, in my mind, was like, it's kind of whatever. Like, it was more like an editorial photographer at the time. It's like, oh, book one and book two. Sure. Versus being like, weddings and engagements. Right. And I always thought it was kind of an annoying way to, like, navigate through photos. But the photos were bomb. And I was like, I, I just know that we want Narav. Right. So it didn't matter if his website was less good or was was set up differently than most other wedding websites at the time. Because I was like, I know his photos yeah. are great. Messina's website was down for like three years. It seems like <laughs> like every time you go to go there, it was just like under construction. I was like, "What is going on?" I haven't. I don't even think I've seen the new site. You know, like it's been so long that I just stopped going. Obviously, she has her name and she does a lot of other right things to get uh, to get work. But I was like, "Man, her website. She don't even care about that right now." Um, I don't know. So, well, so another, I guess another. I guess the real question. This is, this is not the real. There's a lot of real questions here, but I do really wonder. Like, is your website more of a sales tactic than anything else? Like, for example, if you have a, a bells and whistle website, or it looks a little fancy, or it looks a certain way, who is that really going to like impress, impress. Or, or work on? Probably someone who's like more tech savvy. Mm-hmm. And is probably within like a demographic age range, honestly, mm-hmm. of like twenty four to like thirty six in that in that range ish. Because honestly, like the next generation, they're on to different. That's they're into whole different trends. For honestly, yeah, like and TikTok apparently, like TikTok and Fortnite and everything else. Like yeah, that's a that's a whole other world. It's yeah, I don't understand it. And like so, it's like you really are catering to like a particular bracket, even if you don't know it. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's where I'm like, okay, well, we're looking at. 
this range, 24 to 36 year olds is like the main people that this is serving. And they'll look at him like, Ooh, this is cool. And everyone outside of that, they may not care that. that yeah. I, I think a designer might care or, and if that's who you want your client to be, then sure. I don't think it's bad. I think we're artists. We want our spaces to feel, feel right and to look right. We want to, 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 like if we were in a gallery, we're going to care about that. So I don't think there's anything wrong with having a nice website cater to it it's it is it is it does help sales helps like you want there to be a feeling and so i don't want anything to get in the way of that so i want a nice website have you so, ever yeah. gone to like an independent art show and been like this gallery sucks not the not the art but the gallery sure i have been to some like I, that. yeah i'm like yeah. this gallery is terrible i have been i have been to some like that but honestly if i go to an art show i'm looking at the work you know like and i was i was talking to a friend uh, about doing an art show uh, with some of my street stuff, and which would have been a lot of fun, and it still might happen. But I remember we were talking about where we would have it and how we could have it in this abandoned building and all that. And everything, oh, that's really cool. And then later it hit me. It's like, wait, I don't want to do that. Like, I want, I just want clean walls. Right. I just want, just look at the picture. I don't want to sell. But there is something also to selling an experience. Right. It is. It would have been fun to have like a bonfire, and it would have been fun. But I had to think about how I wanted to present it, and I think that is the same thing I do with my website, yeah, which true. is fine. You know, like both sides are totally fine. I just was like, okay. But you have to pick, you have to pick one for a reason. You can't just be like, I'm gonna have a bonfire inside of a abandoned house yeah. with my art in the walls, and just think that like. And just like make it up on the spot, right? You have to be like, no, because the fire is going to make the light look a certain way, and, right. and it's in the yeah. It has to be intentional versus just being like hodgepodge together. Yeah. So, man, I don't know, man. I didn't. I, I would hate to say to the new photographer or, you know, don't care about your website. I I just man, if your pictures are good, then that's people what, see them I, and put them up there. But my first website, it was just that. It was just it was like an editorial, like a documentary photographer's website Mm -hmm. it was here's a picture click next 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 Mm -hmm. next next collection one collection two collection three contact that was my first website i just changed it last year and i it was totally fine i actually think that this one is too much now it's just like there's i've been thinking about just going and just deleting everything it's just too many avenues of things i just i just want you to see the picture yeah and and decide inside of yourself if it's okay you know, if it fits you, and I don't know. Um, yeah, anyway, hmm. websites. I'm just like, yeah. It's a lot yeah. Of work. I don't think you can do, I don't think you can do wrong in that sense. As, as long as you're photo forward, that's what we're doing. People want to come see shoes. Show them some shoes. I, that was really hard for me to say. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure what you just said. Show them, <sighs> show them some shoes. Say it five times faster. Show them some shoes. Show them some shoes. Show them some shoes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Show them some shoes. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can't do that. Uh, yeah, dude. That's dope. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back. back. Okay, we're back. <laughs> um, let's talk about wine. Yeah, per our uh, <laughs> per our break our break conversations yeah, that are yes. Um, uh, Ad has admitted to the jump up population that he has never tried wine before. So, <laughs> I no. uh, I like good wine. I went to Napa, did a wine t- tasting from after a do wedding. Do you do the thing with your lips? Like, 
every single time. Every it's single uh, time. got a dry afterbirth. <laughs> yeah, every single time. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, in thinking about uh, websites and branding, I I now I know that I like Malbecs, but when I go buy wine, if I'm buying it for a party or something, I only buy it by the branding. Right. I don't care about the price. I think I saw some graph on Facebook that like you know all rock wines in like the twenty thirty dollar range are like pretty much the same. Like someone couldn't tell the difference. And uh, I had some friends over for dinner. We were having a glass of wine. And I had bought a cheap bottle, and they were like, that's a $7 bottle of wine, Eddie. I didn't want to say anything. I was like, oh, really? And so the next few days, I did a challenge to them. I was like, hey, here's a blind tasting. Tell me the difference between one's a $30 and one's a $7 bottle. Tell me the difference. And they couldn't tell me the difference. Really? Yeah. And so, and listen, I know there are great wines out there. Sure, sure. But I don't think the masses know the difference. I hope that the difference is not that uh, shallow in wedding photography. But if I'm thinking about someone who doesn't taste wine all the time, branding is important. Yeah. And so someone who doesn't look at photography all the time, maybe branding is important. Mm, so okay. that's, where okay. I'm at, that's where I am right now. So this is a, an anecdote from Spain. Um, so we were in the same area, Rhonda, with a, the small town near the three, star rest- or the three Michelin star restaurants. And we wanted to go wine tasting. And because it's a wine region in that area. And so... Unfortunately, it happened to be a Sunday that we were in town that we had a free day to go wine tasting, and most wineries are closed on Sundays. But we found one place that may have been open, and so we drove up to it, and we checked it out. And they happened to be open. And it was crazy because it was like a husband and wife, and they lived at the vineyard, so basically open every day. And they gave us a whole tour. It was just us. It was like the four of us, you know, me and Hillary and her, her friends and an honor, so four or five of us, I guess whole tour, basically of their home and their, their vineyard, mm-hmm. down to the barrel room is amazing. And then they were like, oh, let's do a tasting. And they poured their couple of their wines for us. And they had this one wine that was their 2006 reserve, and it was delicious. It was really good. And so mm-hmm. it's literally like they were just feeding us from their kitchen, like, here's some cheese that we had in our fridge. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing cheese. Just And her, the, her husband was like just pouring glass after glass of wine. Like they literally poured us three glasses of this of their most expensive wine wow that's awesome and it it was their each bottle was 24 euros and so i feel like it's not a cheap wine especially for europe because in europe you can get like a bottle of spanish wine for like five bucks five mm. euros wow um so i feel like 24 euros is like pretty pricey it says hey like we're we're a we're upscale brand um obviously you can go much much greater than that but i feel like it's definitely like setting itself apart um the wine was phenomenal it tasted amazing mm-hmm and then, uh, but when I looked at the brand, like the logo, the um, label on it, I thought to myself, I would never buy this one in the U.S. That literally really? crossed my mind. It's like, wow. I would never, like, and I thought like, oh, it's a shame that like it looks like that because like I would easily pass over this wine because I would be like, meh, that label looks kind of lame. Yeah. And so that to me was such an interesting thing. Is like, I, I'm tasting the wine. I know it's delicious. If I saw this wine in a grocery store, saw this label, it even saw like 18 bucks. I'd be like, ooh, like I don't like the label. And for 18 bucks, I'm not going to buy that wine. And that yeah. to me was a really interesting, like, it was just so interesting. Yeah. It's like the wine was so good. But the fact that like, had, had I not actually tasted it before buying it, I would not have bought it. Are we, are we this way because we're photographers? Are we sort of like visual snobs in a way? Is that a thing that maybe I mean, I, the masses I, aren't yeah, plagued maybe, with? No, I, I mean, I don't think so necessarily. Like, okay, if you... If you if you were to like buy a T-shirt 
and people say like, "Hey, if you go buy a shirt, I feel like it." And um, I don't know it was the same fit more or less, but you like one color more over the other. You'd obviously pick the one that you liked more. Like, sure, of course. And I feel like that's kind of things like you, if you don't have if you have nothing else to go off of, you're going to go off of what is more interesting visually. What to you? And that's going to be different for different people. But I feel like as a human being, everyone's going to pick what they think, whatever indicator they have that it's more interesting. Mm-hmm. And so if if you don't can't tell the difference between A or B, whatever looks more interesting to you, you will choose. That's my personal thought. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd ever like just be like ah random. I don't care. Just pick one. Um, I would make a distinction based off the only thing that I knew how, and that would be visuals. Sure. And so if I knew like if I knew more about wine, like, oh, actually, in 2008, the in this region of New Zealand, the Malbecs were phenomenal. Right. Then I'd be like, oh, I can – I'll, I'll pick off of that because I know that versus right. this, yeah. the visuals. But I think for a lot of people, like, they know nothing else besides the visuals, so they'll go off the visuals. And I think that's where you choose your market. For example, my parents – First off, they don't drink, so they would never buy wine in the first place. But they would also not find the labels visually appealing that I find visually appealing. They'd be like, let's get the one that has a cute house on it. Yeah. And so <laughs> and that, I think that's how you kind of almost like choose your demographic. Because like sure. if you're gonna if you are catering to the 60-year-old like people that live in rural or like semi-rural, you know, rural suburbs of Illinois, you're gonna get a label that's got some painted grapes in a house. And if you want like the 30-year-old you know, like hipster person you're gonna get like the a great type a great font and have great yeah pottery. yeah it's gonna be interesting to right. look at yeah so that's that's why when i bought that cheap dark horse uh wine that was on sale for 7.99 mm-hmm. right down the street that's the the horse the wine glass looks like the the markings on the horse's <laughs> face and I was like, that looks cool. And that's literally what I was like, cool. Oh, my gosh. And, I, and then I bought it. And then everybody was like, what? What is this? I'm yeah. Like, and that's where I'm like, I thought to myself, like, man, this wine company doesn't distribute in the U.S. Hmm. because they had some problems with distribution. I was saying to myself, if you were to distribute in the U.S., I would want my friends to – I want to connect you to a different designer because I think you could – Yeah. You'd return people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I, yeah. I think maybe it's a little bit different because we, you can't always taste the product of wine. Right. And so all you have to go off is the packaging. Right. Photos are different. You can see the photo. You don't only have the website to go off of. And so I can see the photo and see if I like it. Right. Straight That's away. True. Straight away. That's I can true. Be like, I'm tasting the wine of your photograph. Right. And it is dry, or the afterbirth of your photo is. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a viscous afterbirth. Yes. Um, yeah, that, that is true. It's not a direct apples to apples kind of thing. Sure, sure. But, but saying all that, but I do. Also, like, I think a lot of people, again, like going back to what clients see, I think a lot of people look at photos and they're like, the photos are the exact same. They don't know. I feel like, yeah, I, and I remember this because, um, so Nirav shot our wedding, and then. He was saying, hey, I mean, I have these weekends free. If anyone needs a second shooter, I'm, I'd love to shoot like in Scotland or Iceland. And he posted that on, like, on Facebook and stuff like that. And I was like, hey, man, it was like a month after our wedding. I was like, I actually have a wedding in Iceland, and I'd love to have a second shooter for that one. Would you want to come shoot some photos of Hills Night, and then I'll pay the second shoot? Mm-hmm. He's like, that'd be dope. So I got it clear with a couple, and I said, hey, like, it would cost a little more to have a second shooter if sure. you want that. Here's how much it would cost, and here's what it would be. And um, they're like, yeah, sounds great. Like, we love his photos. But, said, but we actually like, like your photos like more actually. Sure. And I was saying to myself like, oh, 
Like, you don't know. Because Narara's photos are amazing. And especially at the time, my portfolio wasn't as developed. I was like, if you can't tell the difference between my photos and his photos, that to me blew my mind. I was like, you should be able to tell that his photos mm. are better. Especially, this is 2013 as well, too. Like, I was only two years into my career, and they're always slaying it. Yeah, but what to your point earlier is that everyone decides for themselves what they find interesting. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's where I was, that I think is where it hit me. Like, people don't know. Like, if, but, so, if someone saw my portfolio. they do know. They do, but I mean, again. They know for themselves. What I'm saying is. Uh, they know for themselves, and that's all that matters. Yeah, but what if I was to say that AD likes Levi's photos better than Naraz? Are you going to be like AD doesn't know? No, I, I don't think. So. But I think you'd have. <laughs> okay, you're right. But, See what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but I, I get to decide. From I, I think they looked at both of the work. They got to decide. And I'm not listen. Naraz's work is amazing. And I'm not even listen, Narav. I'm not adding you, bro. I'm not trying. <laughs> I love Naraz's work. It's extremely inspiring. And you know his editorial work. Oh, it's is next set, level. Is next level. Yeah. But um, I don't know that I can remember uh, his wedding work. Yeah. Which, okay. is, you know what I mean? Like, I, there's not a photo that I'm like, oh, yeah, I can pick that out. I just don't follow him. Sure. You know? Sure. Obviously, I can pick out yours, your photos yeah. of, from your wedding. But um, um, but so I think to, to that point, I guess, it's more or less saying, like, cl- at the end of the day, clients are going to decide based on whatever factors they have in their mind and – I think the major. I think realistically, it's really about getting your stuff in front of as many people as possible, so sure. that more people can decide if you're their flavor or not their flavor. Yeah, I feel like I just shot myself in the foot by uh, saying that about Narav. Wow, no, no, I love. I love. I'm sorry about AD. No, he doesn't know me. <laughs> Forgive him, Narav, for he knows not what he says. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I, I mean, yeah, but it just comes down to like. But to your point. The client gets to decide. And if they decide they want someone's work better, like if, for example, if I was like, my, let's say my, my niece was an amazing artist. And I was like, you know what? I think my niece is a better artist than Picasso. Like, whatever. Like, it's all based on taste. And it's all based on like whatever you decide <laughs> as a person. I'm just, again, it's like. All right. I mean, that's a crazy take, but. I'm just saying like, if someone had that take, it's like, okay, whatever. You can think what you want, but like. The art is subjective. The art, exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, at the end of the day, like they're going to pick what they're going to pick. And yeah. that's the thing is like you can't control it, you don't know what they're gonna do, and at that point it's like you just gotta keep making what you make, and you gotta f- make sure that people find it who mm-hmm. like it, and that's the biggest thing. It's like, and that's kind of why, why it's not gonna come full circle entirely, but I do wonder like, with the website stuff, is it less about the, the website and ultimately more about the marketing, like how you market, how people find you, how they see you? Does that matter more than if you got a sexy website or not? Right. Yeah. I think having that website is cool. I think spend some time on it. Why not? Right. I mean, but, you definitely shouldn't just like not care at all. Yeah. But yeah. But is it is it the thing that's going to book you yeah. and not your work and not your connections? Right. And not your your hustling and meeting people and and shooting. Just get out there and just shoot. Yeah. And then no. Yeah, I, I think don't. exactly that. Like, yeah. just don't put the eggs in the basket. Being like, if I have a dope website, that is enough. Right. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. Wow, we didn't talk about any of the other things we were going to talk about. <laughs> we just went off on websites and wines. Websites like, and wine. Yeah. That's uh, the name of the website. Or oh, the name man. of the episode. <laughs> um, all right. Well, AD's out tonight to go to his sister's third wedding. Uh, yeah, my sister's getting married. Have I told you the love story of my sister? You tell me, but I don't think the audience knows. Yeah, you were supposed to say, no, AD. It's <laughs> It's called... AD, uh, tell me. Tell me, about, <laughs> tell me about this story I've never well, heard now before. Now I can't. Now it's weird. 
tell tell for everyone to hear and predict. Listen, it's, it's guys, a beautiful it's a beautiful story out there. Now that you've ruined it, my perfect <laughs> setup. Wait, wait, should we stop and then erase that and turn? No, this is real life. <laughs> Um, my you, sister was in Nigeria. My sister, she's kind of quiet. Um, and I also have a s- sister who is more garrulous, so more talkative. Oh, it's a good word. Yes. Garrulous. Yeah, garrulous. Garrulous. Yeah. Right. Trying to up my word game it's since nice. I have to compete with you, Levi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and so, and they're in Nigeria. They went there for a wedding. My sister grew up, both my sisters grew up here in the States. They went to Nigeria for a wedding and they were flying back. Uh, they were in the airport in Nigeria, and my sister, the younger, the quiet one, saw a boy and was like, that's the that's the boy I want to marry. And she said it to my talkative or garrulous sister, right? And so uh, my sister, my older sister, Kiri, she, said, she calls the boy over to meet Joanne. That's my youngest quiet sister. And uh, she, so they, the boy and Joanne talk for like 10 minutes. And then after that, uh, they exchange information and they meet. There, they start like texting and skyping. The guy lives in Nigeria. He's never been outside of the states, or he's never been to the states. They were skyping. They talk online. And a year and a half later, she flew back. They met. They met up at a couple of other times, but she flew back to marry him. We all went back to the wedding. And so, if you knew them, you'd think that they were literally made for each other, because. One okay, one they have the same birth date, which is wild. That's wild. He had the same thought when he passed her. That's the girl. That that's the kind of person I want to marry. But they're both just quiet, and so he wasn't going to do anything. But Kiri said, "Hey, boy, come over here." They talked. So now they got married in uh, in Nigeria, and then uh, sorry, they have the same birth date. They are both like very tall but very calm and quiet. Like, they're very similar. Like, very similar. Uh, to the point that I have photos of them, like, sleeping in the same way. Like, when they sleep, they almost sleep like a yin-yang. Like, <laughs> it's really, like, I was just like, I was like, oh, my gosh. One night I went home, and, and they were eating eating off the same plate, like rice or something, like a plate of rice. And I was like, Joanne, why are you guys eating off the same place? It's the same plate. She's like, why wouldn't we? And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh gosh, it's so bad. <laughs> like, why wouldn't we? It's like, oh no. And so, uh, yeah, it's like, it literally is like, oh, I believe in love. Like mm-hmm. that's, they are each other's person. Yeah. I should also clarify, I was jokingly saying it's her third wedding, but it's their third celebration, celebration. of yeah. their wedding. So, so when they, they got here, yeah. they had uh, a court wedding to make it legal and then now they're doing sort of a larger traditional so w- American wedding. Was there a wedding in Nigeria not recognized here in the U.S.? I don't know if it was or not, but as for like nationalization and all that oh, kind of sure, stuff, sure, sure. there needs to be, like, they just went to the courthouse yeah. and then had a celebration around that day. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know the ins and outs of why. Because they, they live here in the U.S. now, right? Yeah, they live, here, yeah. they live in Georgia. And yeah. so... Uh, yeah. What did uh, what did he think of America when he came here? Well, I think the only thing that he said was that it's quiet. So if you've ever been to Nigeria, he was from in Lagos, and it's or Port Harcourt. I can't remember which one he's from, uh, but he he's familiar with the capital of Nigeria, yeah. and it, there's people everywhere, and so 
well, he lives now in Savannah, Georgia. And, you know, where he lives in our house, which is next to a park. And he was just like, there's nothing happening. It's like, but if you just walk down the street, there's a hundred things happening in Nigeria. Yeah. Whereas here is just like, oh, what do you want to do? You want to go to Target? You know, like, <laughs> there's, there's not much going on. It's like, oh, I go to the beach and everyone keeps to themselves. Everyone's quiet. It's not a loud, hustling, bustling. Even the traffic is, you know, it's nothing compared to yeah Nigeria. Nice. So he was just like, oh, that's so funny. Not much going on. Like I don't, yeah. So and him being, he's you know, he's twenty eight, twenty nine, I think. But he uh, he's very savvy, and you know, like he's a smart person. And so he he was like, he he doesn't obviously he understands the world of Nigeria, like how to hustle there and how right. to do things. But here he's like, okay, so. How do I, how do I, he was even having trouble asking that question. Like, how do I make things happen here? Like, if I want to do something, how do I, you know, and he's figured it out now and he's figuring out what he wants to do. But I remember asking those questions. And I was like, oh, how do I even describe that to yeah. you? Like, yeah, that's so interesting. Like, you don't really think about that. Like, what does it look like to hustle in another culture and yeah. like build connections and network and all that stuff like that too? Yeah. Yeah. It made me think of like Arnold Schwarzenegger, which I don't know, just, <laughs> yeah, the fact that he yeah. became a governor. Of a country he wasn't born in, you know, like he was born in Austria, right? right? Yeah. And he had to come here. I guess he had to learn language. I don't know. And he was. <laughs> it became a movie star, and like the head of all this stuff. And then, you know, not just a movie star. He was like the head of like the world lift. You know, he was like what was it? Arnold Classic or whatever. Yeah, he was he, the. He, he won. The muscle building competition. The muscle man competition. Yeah, in obviously the I don't work out. Uh, yeah, but whatever it was, <laughs> Mr. Olympia, Mr. Olympia. He won Mr. Olympia a few times, uh, you know, then he becomes a movie star, and then he becomes a governor in a country he wasn't born in. How, how crazy. That is okay. You, could that's, you do that? That's legitimately crazy. <laughs> Think about you going to freaking Austria and be like, I'm about to be governor. <laughs> Give it ten years. I'm also, imagine being governor with like <laughs> such terrible English. Yeah, no, of course. Like imagine being governor in, in Germany or Austria is such terrible German. It's funny because like uh, when I was working at the agency, like they did some stuff with him, and I was like, I was like, I, and we had some clips of him talking. I was like, I feel like he speaks worse English now than he did like twenty years ago. I think he's like given. I think he's become like a character of himself. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So, uh, did you see that video of someone drop kicking him? No, I'm gonna look it up immediately after we get the episode. <laughs> It's not funny. The guy got arrested, and but he was at some charity event. Like, and it's within the past year. Oh, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Yeah, and someone just like ran up and drop kicked him. (laughs) I don't know why. Like, it was like a prank thing, and uh, but he he took it like a sham. He was just like, "What was that?" He's like, he's just thought he thought someone brushed in. He's also kind of old now. He's in the seventies, right? Yeah, he's old. Like, but he's still like a tough kid. Yeah, like, but I mean, imagine drop kicking a seven year old dude. That'd be pretty messed up it is really messed up like to actually run at someone and to drop pick them it's horrible i mean maybe he was mad because obviously uh he arnold schwarzenegger is tainted with his several dalliances and so <laughs> what are you laughing <laughs> i don't know if there are several maybe they're just the one i don't know a lot about arnold schwarzenegger but i do know that do you know a lot about dalliances because i think yeah, do I not know what I'm saying? No, I, I think you do. Just funny. Yeah, no, it's like he, uh, he like slept with his, I don't know, his, his maid or something like that. 
You I didn't hear this? No, I don't think so. What? This is a funny... This is a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger news I am, that you don't I'm know. I'm very much out of the Arnold Schwarzenegger loop. <laughs> <laughs> I need well, to find out the, about his dalliances, and I also need to watch a video of him getting kicked. Yeah, I think it was just one. I think he was just like his maid. Or, I don't know. I can't remember the whole story, so I'm not going to try to say it. But yeah, I got drop kicked. I saw that video. I didn't see the video of his... Uh, okay. Anyway, so... <laughs> Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> Guys, we're back. We're back in it. And uh, you going to be back next week? Yeah, I'll be back. All right. We'll, be back. we'll be back next week then. And uh, yeah, wish AD a fun weekend in Savannah. And uh, we'll catch you all in a week. All right. Peace. Peace.